Welcome to Next Up with NextGen, the podcast bringing you insights and perspectives from the next generation of leaders in the American Council of the Blind. Brought to you by ACB Next Generation. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Up with NextGen podcast presented by ACB Next Generation. My name is Greg Lindbergh and I'm the current chair of the Publications Committee of ACB Next Generation. Here on this episode of Next Up with Next Gen, we are featuring a recording from the Note-Taking 101 Education Series, uh, which we kicked off back in 2022. And so this particular recording was from part one of these education events we've held. And it features Melanie Sinoe, who is the current second vice president of NextGen, along with Ray Campbell, who at the time was the second vice president of ACB. The presenters offered a wealth of tips and tricks on note-taking, whether it's for students, professionals, or simply those volunteering within various affiliates and chapters of ACB. And I think you'll find this info to be very beneficial and helpful, no matter what you might be involved in professionally or personally in your life. So let's go ahead and get rolling now with part one of Note Taking 101. Welcome everyone to the ACB Next Generation uh, monthly education. This one is on note taking. Um, so we're really all excited to have you here as panelists today. We have uh, second vice president Ray Campbell and also second vice president of Next Generation Melanie Sanoe, who are going to be um, assisting us as panelists today and also as moderators a couple of people from my committee the programs committee um vika tressel and marissa musemich who are going to assist us with um who are going to assist us with some moderation as well so um i guess to open it up we'll have our panelists kind of introduce themselves talk about the role that note-taking has played in your lives um and and in what circumstances you've had to use it. So just your overall experience. Mel, you wanna go first? Sure. Go ahead. Thanks, Ray. Hi guys, so my name is Melanie Sanoe. Um, I am, uh, I currently live on the surface of the sun, also known as Phoenix. Um, and I have been a part of, oh God, ACB for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. Um, I have, a few degrees. I've been in the workforce for a long time. I've been secretary of many an affiliate. Um, I My bachelor's is in journalism. So some of my note-taking has been um, interviewing people, um, getting information for writing newspaper articles, um, uh, notes for class. I am the resident note-taker for just about every work meeting I'm in because they know that this is what I do. So uh, be very careful what you wish for when you tell people you're good at this. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've had the pleasure of, of 
being able to be that that source of record um, in a lot of different capacities. And what's really cool, and especially even on the journalism side, is those are those articles and those things that are going to be around for decades and decades and decades and are potentially going to be, um, you know, resources down the line. Um, but that's, I've got a pretty wide, wide gamut beyond just your traditional, you know, taking notes in class, um, even though that's pretty much where I think most of us started. Ray? All right. Thanks, Mel. Uh, before I start, I just would want to say that to thank uh, Next Generation for having me tonight. Um, I am very, very proud of the work this affiliate is doing as a leader of ACB. And uh, I uh, was honored, as many of you may or may not know, uh, to be one of the ones, along with David Trott, to be asked to bring forward your charter uh, for approval by the board of directors. It was the last, it was the last in-person ACB event we had in, in 2020, uh, right before COVID hit. So always remember it for that, but always remember it for more fondly for next generation. Um, so my, uh, I'm, my history is pretty broad with note-taking. Um, I'm one of these few people that actually likes being secretary. And so um, but, you know, I got my start back in school, uh, like many of us did, and I'm, I'm old enough to have started with a slate and stylus. And um, boy, it's sure much easier on the computer with the tech tech technology that we have now. Um, but, you know, I started in school and, um, uh, you know, moved up through uh, being secretary of my local ACB chapter, uh, of uh, my, the national organization. Uh, but in addition to that, um, even just at work, um, I have um, been the, I, I'm, I'm actually, and many, many times where um, notes are required for a meeting, um, I'm the one that's asked to, to take them because uh, I'm regarded as a good note taker. I, you know, get down the, you know, the important points that need to be made. Um, and uh, look forward to uh, presenting to you all tonight. So uh, again, thanks for having me. I appreciate the invitation. Okay. Um, so uh, the first question that I have for both of you then is um, what are your preferred methods of taking slash organizing notes? Okay. Um, I would say um, I prefer to take and organize my notes in some way using Braille, um, whether it's um, with, uh, which is most likely the case with uh, a laptop and a Braille display, um, or, you know, if I'm you know, doing it on paper, um, which I probably wouldn't be a lot of the time because I, I, I'm not real good at, sl at the slate anymore. So uh, Perkins Brailler is kind of noisy, but um, however I could um, take them, it, you know, to have them in Braille is uh, a really important thing for me. Um, I also um, do, uh, depending on the particular uh, thing that I'm taking notes for, uh, I also will record um, and I do both because, you know, I might miss things as I'm going through the, through the, the uh, event. As far as how to organize them, it's, um, I try to, 
I try to make bullet points, you know, just basically bullet point the whole meeting from the top, top of the top of the event to the end of the event, basically. And so um, I try to, you know, bullet point and, um, you know, just, you know, make, you know, make, you know, highlights or important points that I want to uh, get down in my, um, in my notes. Um, so I tend to just use, uh, use bullets for that. In, um, and, and I use, uh, typically use uh, Microsoft Word uh, for that. So I typically, I do some of the same. Um, as far as taking notes, if I'm taking notes for a meeting or where they're going to be disseminated, um, I'm, I'm going to be typing them out. Uh, sometimes, like I had a meeting with my boss today and I was just taking notes for myself, I'll still write them out because they're just for me, but um, I can type very quickly and pretty accurately. Um, and I tend to do it in um, Google Suite. So I tend to do it in Google Docs. Uh, and part of why I like Google Docs is the shareability of it, but it also has a really good tracking mechanism for edits. So if I boo-booed, I can go back to a version 20 minutes ago, three days ago, not override the one I have, but I can go in and go, okay, let me go get it, make a copy of what happened because somehow I deleted it or, you know, I, I missed a line or something. Um, as far as organizing, what I tend to do is um, every meeting, whether there's a published one or not, has an agenda. And so uh, if I have an agenda, I start with my agenda and then I bullet point underneath each section. Uh, if there's not a published agenda, you can just tell from the meeting what, you know, what section this is. This is about our budget. This is about um, elections. This is about um, fundraising. And then I'll still bullet point under that. And then what I will do um, either, especially at work, I do it this way. I think in the, my nonprofit world, I do it a little different. At work, I always have a next step section. It's the bottom of it. And it always has um, what the next action items are and who's responsible for them and by when. And I think the only difference in my nonprofit world is I typically put that in the section. So like a bullet point will say, um, Kristen, follow up with Ray by, I don't know, um, August 15th. Um, so I think I do that a little bit differently, but in my head, it's very linear. And so having some semblance of that agenda, like I said, whether published or not, makes the organization of it very, very easy to me. Hmm. Like some of those ideas. Thanks. Yeah. See, even us old, even us old codgers can learn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know what, right? Actually, this is the other thing too, you said about recording. Um, now with Zoom, it's super, super easy. And it's really not often that you lose a recording, but I, I still have my little mini tape recorder and my little mini tape cassettes. And I can remember recording ACB meetings when I was you know, in my early twenties and that's what I would use. But what's really cool with Zoom now is if I miss a section, I will make a timestamp note. Like if I miss a line or I missed who the person was or, you know, some little detail, I'll be like, well, you know, just real quick in my notes, you know, it's 352, go back and double check the dollar amount or something. Um, so you're still taking notes because you can't bank on the recording, but you're also kind of banking on the recording for little pieces that you might have missed. So it's kind of a double-edged sword sometimes, but luckily sure. I, I don't think, just like Ray, I'm sure, I don't think you've probably had very many problems with recordings over the years. 
I'm, no, I haven't. Um, and uh, I, I, you mentioned recordings. Um, I typically, uh, when I was doing um, ACB board meetings, even in my last, um, you know, times as, I don't think we started meeting on Zoom as an ACB board until after I left the secretary's office. But um, so I used, um, I use my Victor stream. Uh, the other thing I will just say about this particular topic, and it, I don't know if it's going to be covered in another question, but I do want to get it out there. And Mel kind of mentioned this, making sure you have your notes saved or a way to get back. But the other thing important, if you're going to use electronic technology, find a way to plug it in. <laughs> yes. Especially if it's a long <laughs> meeting. If, if it's an hour or two, and you know your battery's charged up and it can handle it, that's fine. But if it's going to be like, let's say an ACV board meeting, which is all day long, you had better find, you. I, I always ask to have a power strip available and plugged in my technology so that I knew that it was going to, uh, that it was going to make it. So definitely, <laughs> you don't want to lose your notes. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, I guess we can move on to the next question. I mean, it's, it, you guys already talked about it a little, but it's um, what kind of technology do you take notes with um, or like have you ever used just plain old like or slate and stylus or pen and paper? And I know you guys mentioned that a little. So if you have anything to say about that, then you can add to it. If not, I guess we can move on to the next question. I don't really have any more to add to that. Um, again, I think Mel made a good point. Um, you know, if I'm doing notes for me, um, you know, I'll, I'll use a, I'm, I may, if I, and if it's a slate, it's what I got available, I'll, I'll use that or I'll, you know, use a, if I'm sitting at home listening to a recording or something that I need to get some notes off of, then I'll use a Perkins or something like that. But if it's, uh, you know, I, I think the difference, I think, and she made a good point here, is if it's going to be something that's going to be disseminated to other people, um, you want it to be, uh, I think, a little more uh, formal, I guess is the word. Whereas, you know, your, your chicken, my own chicken scratch or that, uh, you know, why it doesn't matter. I, I, I know what it means, at least most of the time. I'm glad you called it chicken scratch because my comment was, if you are writing, make sure you can read it because <laughs> I've absolutely written things down, looked at it and gone, I have no idea what that, I don't know what I wrote. Um, and I know some, right, I don't know if you do this. I know some people have almost their own shorthand. Um, I know like at work I do because we have so many acronyms and so many things like that that I, I we, it's alphabet soup. So I definitely have my own shorthand, but um, if you do have your own shorthand, make sure you know what your shorthand is. Um, and I know that sounds really obvious, but you'd be amazed how many people will abbreviate something and have no idea what it meant, but it made perfect sense in the time. Some, in, some individuals have difficulty learning and concentrating. What are some tips that can help someone learn something or help them concentrate? Put your phone down. <laughs> yeah. Flip it over to get it out of your reach. Because I, I don't. I'm, I'll be honest. I'll, I will sit in meetings and be on my phone. Like that's just the reality. I, I admit it. 
Um, but it can't even be within my, it can't be within my arm's length. Um, if you have chat software, like we use Slack at work, um, take, you know, put your do not disturb on, turn your volume off, you know, just those things that are going to interrupt you. And, and if you're like me, you've got to, you've got this impulse to go look at it, may not handle it, but I've got to go look at it. And it, and it never fails at that moment in time, something real important was just said, because that, you know, it, it, it's always that way. Um, but I would just say those distractions, you know, if you, um, you know, make sure your environment is the environment that you need. If you need to shut the door and put a do not disturb sign on it. Um, part of that's just learning yourself. So like for me, like I said, I know that I have to keep things literally out of sight, out of mind. Um, if I really, really, really need to be focused um, or learning. And then the other thing too is I will also sometimes get up and take breaks. Just walk around, you know, like in my office, I'll just walk around, do a lap or two and come back and sit down. Cause you know, when you've ever sat in a three or a four hour board meeting and you're taking notes, it's exhausting because you're listening with a very different ear than just participating. Um, and so just to take just a second, walk around the room, not go far, um, still be very engaged, but to just to get up and get kind of the blood flowing and then come back, it's kind of like a recharge. Well, that's why I drink a lot of coffee because then I have to get up every so often. <laughs> no, um, Mel hit on some good points there. And I think, um, I think, in fact, I was reading something um, recently from um, at work, our healthcare, and they talked about that, making sure that you get up and move around. I mean, just from the daily grind of, of work, as far as learning and concentrating, um, uh, one of the things that, um, yeah, I, I, you know, this is actually a where, I mean, you need, at least I found, at least with say like ACV board meetings, I needed the recording, but it's also where the recording can kind of be a little bit of a, um, uh, a, 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 a crutch or something. I don't know what a good word for it is because what you can do is if you're not careful, you can actually be sitting there and you're listening along and then all of a sudden your mind starts to wander a little bit. And it's like, um, oh, um, I got the recording. I'll just go off and look at something on the Internet and then something important gets said and you're like, what? And then so, so you really you really have to discipline yourself, I think, to stay make yourself stay focused on what you're what you're doing and however you have to do that um is you know that's what you have to do if you have to if you have to turn your phone off or put it away put it out of out of reach somewhere if you have to um you know set up the you know sometimes in a meeting you can't really especially an in-person meeting you can't really set the environment um, any way that, um, um, you know, in, in the way that, 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 you, that you would really like it, perhaps. Um, and sometimes um, you have to uh, just, um, you know, just, uh, you know, that, that getting up and moving around, I think, is so important because it allows you to, you know, kind of re, re-energize yourself a little bit and it gets you, gets you focused. Um, that's why, you uh, um, with all the ACB presidents I worked under, um, you know, well, mainly Kim, 
uh, we're real good about making sure that um, if she started hearing people getting a little fidgety and stuff, it's okay, it's time for a break. And, um, and, and I, I would say this too, when you take that break, really take that break, you know, take that break, take that 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is, and just kind of block, put the meeting on, put the meeting or whatever you're doing out of your mind and just relax, um, go take a walk, go, you know, do whatever you need to do, grab some coffee, grab a cup, glass of water, whatever it might be uh, to help you kind of uh, get that few minutes of um, recharge. And I think that those kinds of things can really help you with concentration. I think you also tend to build stamina. As you yep. do this long enough, you, you just, you can do it longer. Sometimes it's also the, the conversation. Um, there are some conversations that are, you know, heated and heavy and they, they weigh on you a little differently, but I think you build, tend to build stamina as you do this more and more and more and in different settings. Thanks for sharing. Um, my last question, and then Kristen has some, uh, things she wants to talk about. Uh, <clears throat> my question is, um, do you have any other tips, uh, that you would like to give people? Well, I think, I think a basic thing is knowing, knowing the situation that you're in and what's going to be important, you know, and therefore what you need to take notes on. I'll give you an example, you know, a class where you're, you, you have a book and you're listening to a professor or something like that. It's different than uh, say an ACB board meeting. So I think making sure that um, you understand uh, what's important. And I think some ways to do that uh, in class is to uh, make sure you, you know, look at the, uh, the class syllabus uh, for each week, uh, what they're going to be covering. Um, make sure that, you know, you, you know, make sure you ask your, if he, if he or she doesn't say, ask your professor, you know, do you, do you test on just stuff from the book, stuff from the notes or, or the lectures or both? And a lot of most professors are going to want you to know something of both. Um, in that situation, uh, the kinds of things that, you know, you're going to want to make sure you get down are things like uh, important dates. Uh, if there's a number of, um, uh, a number of, of uh, say, a number of, um, of, of animals in, in Yellowstone Park or something like that. It's just a wild example. Uh, anything that is has some sort of a concrete uh, point to it or a concrete, you know, thing to it, that's probably something that they're going to bring back to you on a test. And so you definitely want to make sure you get those kinds of things down. In my secretarial work with ACB and others, it was the thing that was really important, the huge thing that was really important to me and I learned watching other secretaries was that you could do your notes to prepare minutes any way you wanted, but the things that they wanted to have you be able to read back are motions. And so whenever a motion was about to be made, you, you make sure that you get that, you get that worded correctly um, and don't hesitate 
if somebody is like doing, sometimes people, will, you know, the, the, the usual motions, like I move to accept the report or, or that kind of thing. Those are pretty easy. But sometimes people will have these very long, drawn out motions. And don't forget, don't hesitate to say, okay, you need to slow down just a little bit so I can get this all down. And the reason you want to make sure you have those kind of motions written down is because before, especially if there's a lot of discussion prior to the vote, uh, number one, there might be amendments, and you want to make sure you get those. But number two, they might say, well, could you restate the motion? And if you don't have it down, you're going to be like, how are we going to do that? Because the person that made it came from their head. It came out of their head, and they're depending on you to write it down. Um, and those, of course, have to be in the minutes as stated. So you want to make sure you get those down. But um you know, always make, the biggest thing is make sure you know what's important and what the, uh, especially if it's, again, something that's going to be disseminated. Um, you want to make sure you know what's important. Um, I think another thing is that, um, you know, don't, um, you know, don't, uh, don't assume uh, as, you're take, as you're taking your notes, um, you might, you know, you might, you know, put down a spelling for, like, say, a, a country or uh, someone's name or something like that. Well, if someone's name, you probably should ask to make sure you get a spelling on that. Um, but the second thing you want to do is, so if it's a, like a, a certain country or something like that, as you're, say, doing minutes, you know, use Google and make sure that you have the spelling down correctly because there's nothing more embarrassing than not spelling things correctly. Um, and the, um, I think that's really all I have about other uh, tips. I think we've covered quite a lot of good ground on, um, on the process. So, uh, definitely, uh, definitely, um, you know, make sure that, um, and make sure you're saving, if you're doing it in a file, make sure you're saving every so often, um, I mentioned that um, if you, and, and I'd say if you're doing something in Word and you can't, you can't remember the last time you saved, just hit Control S um, or Command S on the Mac if you're doing that. Um, and um, just, uh, just do it that way. Um, and, uh, you know, that's all I can, that's all I can add, I think. Yeah, I agree with all of that, I would just add, you know, don't, don't think you have to write down every word with the exception of motions. Um, you know, your notes in school, don't think you have to write down every single word. If you can reference a, a concept or reference a page number or something, and keep in mind, you have peers that are taking notes too. So, you know, I know when I was doing my undergrad and I was actually physically on campus, we'd have study groups. We would, you know, we'd all have our notebooks and our books open and we'd all talk through things and somebody might have heard something differently than I did or, or vice versa. Um, funny story that I wanted to share with regards to, to, to um, asking people to repeat themselves <clears throat> because you literally can hear the wrong word depending on an accent. So I moved to West Virginia and I was taking um it was the day editor of the county paper and I went to a county commissioner meeting and they were talking about um, what I heard coming from the big city was having a parole officer on campus, which wasn't uncommon having 
I mean, this is a long time ago, but now it's not uncommon. So what I heard was parole, P-A-R-O-L-E. What they said was a pro officer. And with the, and it, that, it was an abbreviation, P-R-O. And with the accent, I heard a completely different word. So don't be afraid to ask that question. Hey, did I hear that right? Um, or, hey, can you repeat that? Or, hey, can you spell that? Because it's just much easier. And everybody knows, especially if you've already got a really good track record, like you're just you're just going to be accurate. Um, uh, so, yeah, don't don't uh, don't print the parole officer in the county paper and freak out the whole <clears throat> county um, when really it was a pro officer. So just uh, just food for thought. Um, but I think it's really, really, you know, don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid. And and what goes with that too is, you know, start, you know, be in a meeting and start taking your own notes. Pretend that you're the, the secretary and see how if your notes match what gets disseminated. Um, or, you know, offer to um, in a committee meeting, say, you know, or in a maybe your group meeting, maybe you have a team meeting for a group project or something, offer to take those notes because it's it's practice. It's absolutely practice that gets you good at this and gets you even yeah. better if it's already natural um yeah. it's not natural for a lot of people and that's okay but you can get very good at it and the other thing the last thing i'd say too is uh you know if it's your first time uh taking the notes for a given meeting or something you know when you disseminate them if it's you know you're disseminating them out to the group don't be afraid to ask for feedback say hey you know it's my first time uh what can i do better um, you know, are there things that, um, are the things, are there important points I left out, uh, that, that you wanted, uh, included, um, and, um, you know, don't be afraid to, um, don't be afraid to, uh, to do that. Um, and, um, you, you never know where your notes are going to come in handy because, um, there were a couple of times in my tenure as secretary that we had, we hadn't sent the minutes out yet, and there were some, there was information that, you know, somebody needed. And so um, having those good notes helped me to be able to give them information that they needed for uh, something that came out of the board meeting that they needed, needed to do. And it um, helped the whole process, but no, don't, uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. <laughs> wow. That, that, there is a huge difference between parole and pro. That, oh, that, that's, huge. That, that's, yeah, that's going to have been real yeah, interesting. Yeah, there, there was a great morning the next morning. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> but the I city girl, but the city yeah. girl, it made sense because in my vocabulary, sure. it made sense. Um, yeah, but it, I would sure. say too, um, oh, I just lost it. Um, oh, keep in mind, you are an object, you are an objective observer. It's not your opinion. It's not, you are there, pretend you're a reporter, honestly, because you're there to report on what happened and to raise comment about, you don't know where these are gonna go. Keep in mind the forward button is really easy and you have no idea where your notes could go. Um, so you just wanna be very objective, very, the, just the facts. If you've ever heard that phrase, just the facts, ma'am. You just want the facts. Keeps you out of trouble because I have opinions. If y'all know me, which most of you do, <laughs> so do I. So does Ray. <laughs> uh, yep. 
Well, that was really insightful. Um, and I'm just going to throw this one out. And it's so a lot of states are getting ready to hold their annual elections. And even next generation will be holding an annual election for officers. For anyone who is considering going into a secretarial position um, who maybe has not done it before, what, in your own words, what do you see as the duties and responsibilities of being a secretary? What, what should be the expectations? I think the expectation should be that, um, you know, uh, most secretaries and, you know, I can't think of any that don't um, are expected to take minutes. So I think if you're preparing to go into that position, um, uh, Mel mentioned this, um, you know, take your own notes and see how well you, you do. Um, don't, um, you know, you know, talk to the current secretary and see, uh, now this might be a little awkward if you're wanting to challenge that person, but, um, you know, don't you know, maybe talk to a previous secretary and see um, you know, what, what kinds of strategies they would have to, uh, to take notes and what was expected of them. Uh, with a secretarial position, you also may be asked to do other things like write letters for the organization and that kind of thing. But um, definitely minutes is, is important. And one area where minutes is super important is, let's say your organization, as you hold your elections, state affiliate, whatever it might be, let's say you elect a new treasurer, the bank may want a copy of that, those minutes, or at least that page of those minutes to prove that so-and-so was elected treasurer. And they may ask for that before they even uh, will let them, you know, sign, become signer on the accounts because um, um, it's, um, it's very, very, um, you know, that, that's, that's a really important uh, uh, point. So definitely, again, just being accurate and uh, making sure that, uh, that you, that you, uh, you know, catch all those things is, is real important, but not talking to, you know, talking to people. I think, I think organizations should have a plan for transitioning leadership and uh, that should include, you know, the previous secretaries usually would be more than happy to help you. Um, if the current secretary is leaving office, why well, feel free to talk with that person and, and get their, um, you know, bend their ear a little bit and maybe even sit in a meeting with them and, and watch what they do and how they do it. No, I think that's really good. And I, I would add, um, also keep in mind how your organization um does do like physically does their minutes so um some organizations they have verbal committee reports and you have to take all that down some organizations have committee reports submitted and you just have to input them into your document so some are much easier than others um another thing i would say too is depending on your organization um you might be involved in um your membership records and potentially in AMMS and keeping um, your membership records up to date for um, certification for ACB. Um, so there may be some other roles uh, depending on 
uh, how your board is set up, how your committees are set up, that you, um, because you are the record keeper, if you think about it that way. Um, you're there to record what's going on. Um, and I would also echo what Ray said, talk to people, because just like treasurer, secretary is one of those jobs that there just aren't a lot of us. Uh, so if we can help build someone's skills to help grow the secretary pool, we will do that with abundance because it's just, again, just like treasurer, probably, a, there's probably a few more secretaries than treasurers, but there's still those two jobs that are, are such a finite skill set. Um, and then the other thing I would say, and this is something that I personally battle with, I like notes as quickly as possible. I don't like waiting till the next board meeting or till the next committee meeting. Like I really want them in like 24 or 48 hours because I've got tasks I've committed to or my, you know, our members have tasks they've committed to or whatever. And so keep in mind what that potential timeframe is of your organization, what, that ex what those expectations are. And that's something you'll learn from talking to your secretary, right? Um, yeah. What those, expectations are about disseminating because if you the expectation is 48 hours um, and you can't build that into your hectic life which is very possible right or you just aren't comfortable committing or whatever that's okay it's not a problem um, but just know that going into it so really just a lot of expectations and every organization is going to be different so keep yeah. that in mind too yeah the other thing and, and what i'd say about that too is one of the things that um the secretary in the Illinois Council of the Blind is doing now is she she puts together an action item file which lists out the action items that came out of the meeting and who committed to doing them and tries to get that that out soon after the meeting Mel just to accomplish what you're uh, what you're I talking like about where I may where, feel that <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah but it's fine because that's that way Everybody's got the action items that they've committed to. They can start working on them. Whereas if you have to wait for the minutes to come out, um, you, you know, sometimes action items take a while and you may not, you know, you, you don't want to be the one to walk into the next meeting when have a very important action item and say, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know getting information on it or forgot I was supposed to do it. And that's the other thing about notes too. If your organization is one where you don't you don't do this action item file you, you know the, the minutes come out you you're going to learn that and uh so then you know take some notes for yourself say okay i committed to do this thing or i committed to that task or so because you know we, we shouldn't always depend on the secretary to get everything down for us we uh you know they, they'll, they'll do a lot of the heavy lifting but uh it's a little bit, if we, if we commit to something, we should definitely have a way to put it down. And that can be as simple as even recording a message in your phone or in your device or something like that. Yeah. Or those chicken scratch notes that I wrote. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> but I'd say too, the other thing to, to take this towards kind of the schooling um, piece, but it, it falls into the same realm is pretend that you pretend your buddy is sick okay and he can't go to class today and so when he reads your notes you want him to feel like he was in class um again not word for word but just have that that mindset when you're going in there to say yep i'm taking notes because johnny's going to need them 
when he's feeling better so he can help study for, you know, so he can study for the test. Um, and that's always helped me look at like the big picture um, and be able to summarize really well uh, versus that, that whole, you know, word for word, because that's just, you just can't do it. It's just not possible. Um, and don't reporting. pressure yourself into doing it. That is court reporting. And God bless them, because yes, <laughs> I have a cousin who who's been doing that for years, and boy, I just admire them. I'd love to do it, but I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah, this is that was really great. Um, so there was our secretary, Greg Lindbergh, was also interested in being on this panel, um, and I do see that uh, Greg Wansnyder posted a message there in the chat about. Um, about getting the pressure to get down what the teacher is saying. And I think this one, um, there are some little uh, tricks that Greg Lindbergh gives here that might be helpful. Um, number one, use shorthand or symbols. Um, so like if you're in a classroom, especially like, or if you're just trying to get the gist of it before you are, um, and then, and then go back to the recording later. So some examples that he gives are use things like B slash C for because, or, or B in the number four for before and, and using like the at symbol and things of that nature but the important thing is that when you are taking notes just for your own um, thing, you know, kind of make sure that you know what the shorthand means as they've kind of talked about. Um, number two is take down the main highlights um, of what someone is saying. You don't have to always write word for word. Um, except in the case of being a secretary, you have to write down motions word for word and the amendments. Um, and then, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then it says, use your best judgment on what you might remember and any specific proper nouns, dates, numbers, email addresses, website URLs, Etc. Um, so again, if you're taking notes for yourself, use your best judgment when you're writing things, um, and 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 in a manner that makes sense to you. Um, if you are taking down notes from multiple speakers, consider noting whom is saying what. So if if two people are speaking, you might use the example he gives is. If John and Kelly are speaking, you can use like a J for John and a K for Kelly um, just to kind of indicate who might be saying, making what point. Um, and then if possible, consider recording a presentation and then going back through the recording at a later time to take down much more accurate notes. So definitely, especially if you're a secretary, you're not going to submit your, your chicken scratch or your shorthand. Um, so let's see. Oh, and then, and then this one we have for low vision note takers, 
it might be best to either type notes or record them in Braille. Um, this way, you won't be struggling to read your handwriting. Um, so those are just a few things from uh, our next generation secretary, Greg Lindbergh. Lots of excellent tips there. Um, and he does good minutes. So I, I know that, um, yeah. And he's guilty too. He gets voluntold at work. See, when, when, the, when, the, when the word gets out, you just, you have a whole new role at work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. You do. You really, uh, you really do. And um, it's, um, yeah. But, but because again, because as Mel said earlier, it's a job nobody really wants to do, but it needs to get done. And so. Yeah. Well, this is a perfect yeah. example of a transferable skill. Everything that you see, you know, you know, excellent written and verbal communication skills. Yes. Check, check, check. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. this is, yeah, this is one of those that you can learn in the safe environment of class and the safe environment of ACB and get really good at it. And it gives you such a huge because people inherently struggle with writing and usually I, I would say I'd say usually when I and I don't mean like at 90 percent but people that speak well don't always write well and people that write well don't always speak well um, and if you can do both really well um, but especially written uh, you're going to set yourself apart because it's just I don't know what it is it is just a struggle yeah. For, for written communication. I, I don't know why. Yeah. Mel and I are two of the rare breed. I think we speak well and we write well. I think so too, but I read a lot too. And that was something that I think that's another thing too. I read all, I used to get in trouble for reading. Like I'd read after bedtime. Like I read all the time and I think that helped write and that helped to speak well um, yep. because you're just getting it from every angle. I, I, you know what I think helped me is I, I, I think was um, uh, reading certainly helped, but I think also listening to, you know, for the speaking part, I know we're not talking about that here, so I'll yeah. just mention this briefly, but the speaking part of things um, is listening to, you know, really good speakers, like a really good, you know, congressperson or somebody like that, listen to how they, how they go about it. And there, there are, yes, there are a few good ones. If you want to know more about ACB Next Generation and the work we are doing to empower the next generation of leaders in ACB, visit our website at acbnextgeneration.org.